Greetings, friends. It is I, Igor, the master's loyal servant. The master wishes me to tell you that when he is conducting his experiments, stitching corpses together and giving them unholy life, he listens to the Sean Geek podcast, which downloads directly from seanmcginnity.ca. Igor, don't forget to tell him to download it from seanmcginnity.ca. The master wishes me to remind you that he downloads the Sean Geek podcast from seanmcginnity.ca, and so should you. It lives! It lives! Good morning, fair warning. <laughs> I'm keeping that in there. Welcome to the Sean Geek and Fast Fret. And uh, geez, we need a nickname for this guy. Uh, slow, slow Eric? No. Slow Hand Eric? Slow Hand Eric? Slow, <laughs> slow Eric. <laughs> I meant to say Slow Hand. Slow Good hand. morning. <laughs> How are you? What's going on, guy? Yeah, slow. I don't know. What would be? I don't know. What do you, Big E? I don't know. Fast talking? No, because then we already have fast fret. Yeah. Big oh, E. Man. That works. Yeah. Big E. Yeah, we could go with that. We like could go Big with E. That. Yeah. <laughs> How you guys doing, man? Excellent. I'm not even going to intro this thing. You know who, who we are. I'm, I'm <laughs> Sean Geek. That's fast yeah. fret. Yeah. Big E. You guys are everywhere, man. I heard you again on In the Podcast Will Rock. Yep. With, with Todd talking about fire crotch or whatever the hell it was. Flattened bone or. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. That, was, that was a pretty interesting episode. I needed a tissue to wipe my tears from laughing. <laughs> and I learned, you know, I learned something from listening to you guys. I learned that Sean listens to In the Podcast Will Rock when he's walking his dog. That's right. That's right. And that's the longer their podcast, the more exercise you get, right? You say, I, I, I walk for as long as the episode is. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. So they need to make sure their episodes are a certain length. Otherwise, the health of my dog is in jeopardy. And Lulu, right? Is it Lulu? Uh, Luna. Luna. Yeah. All right. How's Luna? Luna was in the, uh, the doctors recently, wasn't Luna? Yeah. She's got uh, Cushing's disease. So it's. Yeah. But she's young, isn't she? Ten. Um. Yeah. Okay. Young, so that's right around ish. where things, yeah, yeah. Start to happen. Yeah. But yep. responding to medication is just expensive, which sucks. But finding another oh, vet. Oh yeah. Do you have insurance? Do you have that pet insurance? No. What we do is every month we put money aside for the dog, for incidentals. That yeah. Yeah. Right. So it it's called the McGinnity insurance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't even realize they do have pet insurance. My coworkers. At my nine to five, you know, that people had dogs were started talking about it a few years back. It's expensive, though. It's like. It, it's ridiculously expensive. It's like a, it's a car payment. So you're pretty much better off just putting it in a, in a thing on your own. Yeah, that's why we did it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can cash out any time and with no penalty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to do some of these insurances are just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, if I start putting them away, as long as, you know, uh, if it's something sudden, then you kind of, you know, you may not have that much saved up if, if you need it, but. I had, when I was younger, no money in college and I had a cat. I love this cat called Ozzy was her name. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, and it wasn't after Ozzy Osbourne. It was after the, the St. Louis Cardinals shortstop, Ozzy Smith, because my dad loved the Cardinals. Oh, nice. <clears throat> that was my, one of so my favorites. I, I, before even lifting that little, little guy up and trying to figure out if it was a boy or a girl, I just said Ozzy. And, and they're like, well, you know, it's a female. I'm like, eh, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> so Ozzy had a, a male name. But, yeah. uh, but anyway, so she, she got really, everything she ate came back up and all this stuff. And I just had no money. And they, they were like, well, it's going to be 2000 to see what's wrong. And, uh, then from there, we don't know. Oh, jeez. Uh, I don't have, I had like 30 bucks in the bank. You know, it was like those days where like you write a check and it bounces and it's, oh, I remember those days, and, but, but she, she, she lasted. I mean, she kept going a few more years. I mean, she lived till she was like 12 or 13. It was a weird, we to this day, don't know what it was. It was just like literally just like, and she didn't lose weight or nothing. It was weird, but that's the stress. That's the stressful thing when you don't. You, you, when kids want to have a pet, you say, you "Okay, it's gonna cost." Oh yeah, yeah. Abby's a little upset that that Luna's sick. I mean, she's kind of yeah. having a bit of a hard time with it because every yeah. time I take her to the vet for the next appointment, she's like, "Is she coming back?" I'm like, "Oh yeah." tough yeah that's parent time and you're like what do i say decision split second decision what i say right now could so tell you something she'll remember 30 years from now you told me (laughs) i don't know what's coming back so um todd's got a new uh thing on the wall there oh guitar the blue one yeah todd's got the vh shirt on i've got the vh shirt on sean's got the rush shirt on we're (laughs) I don't have any VH shirts. No, I got to hook you up from the uh, the the Van Halen store. I, I, we got to sure. get you one. Yeah. Yeah, this one's a trans yeah. trans blue. Oh, sweet! It's a limited edition. It's a player series. Actual Fender, yeah. So that's a beauty. Yeah. Yeah, and there's the EVHs on the left. Yep. I was showing the guys because this isn't on video. I was showing it at the EVH bar stool behind me. <laughs> No, I just need the nice. bar. No, you just need the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Have the bar all striped up the same way. Yeah. Oh, cool. There was, there is a dude on YouTube. I, I seem to recall. I think Greg he, shared he, that. I think. Greg he, okay. shared that. I Greg, think. Did yeah, he? It's a, yeah. Greg was great on, uh, in the podcast of rock. I, I mean, just, you gotta have, a sense of humor about about the haters you know and it was just like oh, i was I laughing my ass off it. about all the people that comment you know like, on, on all on. websites yeah. <laughs> he was like bring it on <laughs> but it, it was like every every five minutes it would be either him or 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 the host uh, Corey and mark saying uh, i know we're gonna get hate for this but I, I believe this was recorded like you know i think <laughs> i think i'm yeah. not sure don't quote me on this <laughs> yeah Hey, and be- I, before we get into the album, yeah. do, you, do you believe Sammy Hagar's story that he wrote, that Eddie came to him in a dream and wrote a song with him? Do you believe I, him? I believe that he believes it. Um, yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, he's got his, all his talk about aliens and, you know, all that stuff. And he believes strongly in a lot of different things, whether it's true or not. I mean, it all depends if you believe in that kind of stuff, really. So. I don't know. He definitely believes it because he's, you know, big and all that kind of stuff. 
which song was it when when love walks in it's a new one oh a new one it's a brand he said he calls it thank you and it's going to be recorded or has been but it didn't get completed in time for the album that he's got coming out next week which is uh uh what's the new album crazy times sammy in the circle but it's called thank you and he said eddie came to him and had the had a guitar lick and it was sammy says it was like super clear in his mind he was just it was like he was right there with him and the next morning he woke up finished the rest of the song and the lyrics so he did say he, he told ultimate classic rock he goes i will probably donate it to charity so that's what i want to see if if the proceeds go to charity that's cool yeah if not he's gonna face some he's oh, gonna get some oh, shit hell yeah <clears throat> he's gonna get some shit for that but I, just... I i believe like you john i believe yeah what he experiences is legit he's not lying he's not making it up yeah um i mean especially i tell you man after my dad passed there's some crazy shit that and I had a dream, you know, I dream with him in it and all that stuff. And I think, you know, we, we, when we experience something like that, Hey, we, we believe what we believe. It just, the people that are accusing him of are just doing it just to make money or get attention. That's the Sammy haters. They're always going to find something to hate him for. Oh, so I, I, but I just, I want to see, I, I hope that he is true to that, that he donates it to charity. In fact, he should do it to the, the, the Holland Opus. Oh my god because that's eddie's favorite yeah yeah that, that was the one yeah. yeah if you watch the, the johnny depp amber heard trial uh there was the whole thing where yeah. she said she had donated and then in, in in the end she didn't after right. she did all these interviews and i think that may be where the the people are coming from the background going oh yeah is he doing this or is he not doing that but oh uh, she got fucked in that i watched pretty much all of that because they would show it at the it end of the day <laughs> it was oh she, she watched the whole thing right from the beginning she, to the end. she really and what was with the fucking look she'd turn over and look at the jurors every time like all the time and they one of the jurors i think was saying yeah it was a little creepy <laughs> every yeah. single time they asked a question yeah yeah I, johnny's ready for his comeback I, I believe he's there's talk of him coming back to the pirates uh, uh yeah franchise and all that yeah but yeah that'd be funny if sammy he's on the stand well well i said i'd probably donate to charity <laughs> no if he said he's going to he, he he'll probably well he doesn't do need the money right yeah it's not yeah. no god no no but mike said, hey god do you swear that everything you say my... <laughs> well, god, I was what say... about my cut here <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like <laughs> i was gonna say mr Hagar, do you swear that everything you say is true to the best of your belief and knowledge yes Yes, Your Honor. Um, yeah, Mike. Mike. Hey, they actually just went back out on uh, their second leg, uh, Sammy in the Circle, and yeah. I did get to see them in Connecticut. Great show. And Michael Anthony is just—I love him. He's still the voice. He's still got the voice. He does a—he'll do an old school Dave era song. Yeah. Each night. Yeah. Yeah. He can still like hit those highs. Lead. Yeah. Now he did say he was telling Eddie Trunk he was—they were going to go really deep. And not do the usual ain't talking about running with the devil, but that's that's what they've done. I don't know what happened between that interview and when the tour happened because I was so psyched. It's like, oh shit, he's gonna pull out something from the album we're gonna talk about. Maybe fair warning, you know. But I think he did on chain. But like, I, I was hoping he'd do something deep, which he said he would do. That'd be awesome. Maybe he'll still do it. But it was a great show, man. Jason Bonham. No, oh, he's he's. 
I, I, deal. I almost feel like he might be better than his dad. That's what Sammy said. I, it's hard to, man, that's, it's a bold claim. And, and, but he's yeah. also been playing for twice as long as his dad played. If you think yeah. about it right now, right? Yeah. So, I mean, now I don't know the whole history behind both of them when it comes to drugs, but is his son a little, he's not, I don't know. His, his son, no, his son had alcohol abuse problems. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He kicked it. He's been sober for a long time. But yeah, he, because he even said, he goes, he thought that was cool. His dad did it. So, yeah. And uh, do you guys remember the song? Remember Bonham, the band Bonham? Um, Wait for you. Yep. I own the album. Yeah. Is the <laughs> album good? Is the album good? I, that song good. It was great. it was pretty good. It was pretty good. There's definitely a few tracks in there that I liked. But I mean, is it one does it hold up? Right. I don't know. But, but I mean, massive, the, massive the drum, sound. The drums on it was really good. Yeah. I don't know if they were recorded well. I, I don't recall I recall them having that that eighties kind of nineties sound there right. where it's just I don't know. Anyway, anyway. So, so what are we doing today? Yes. We promised this ages ago, and uh, we're finally doing it. But hey, we're all busy, uh, busy boys. So busy cats. Today we're going to do our um, not breakdown, but we're going to take a look at uh, "Fair Warning" from Van Halen, and we're going to rank the tracks from best track to less best track right yeah to, yeah to delete to, to the least one yeah yeah to least great <laughs> yeah i've i i i've been listening to it this week and i listened to it i don't know how many times yesterday five or six times and i the more i listen to it i realize it's one of those albums where depending on your mood your favorite's gonna flip if you're dark right it might go towards the uh the the le- not the lesser track but the lesser known tracks and if you're in a happy Van Halen party mode, then it's going to flip to other tracks. So, yeah, I don't know. There isn't a weak album, a weak song on this album. I agree. This, this was one of my favorite ones. I mean, one and two are great. Uh, Diver Down was kind of, you know, quite a few covers on there, which was still great. Um, but yeah, Fair Warning is probably one of my favorite ones. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because this is Ted Templeman. What frustrated him about the Montrose album, he produced that first Montrose album with Sammy. It didn't have a hit single on it. And that's the reason why that album and the band didn't take off as he'd hoped. And it's the same with this album. No hit singles, yet it's considered by many fans and many guitarists and rock critics as maybe the best Van Halen album of them all. And one of the most important of the eighties. And, uh, but the difference is that Van Halen had established themselves by this time. So they had Van Halen one, two and women and children first, and they had the hit single. So big difference there that, that they were able to rebound from commercially, but, it's interesting because that's what happened with Montrose. But when it's your first album, that's much different. Yeah. In this case, yeah. In this case, Van Halen were already headliners by this you know, time. I, I don't understand the lack of hit singles. Is it just that they never released singles? Stuff never took off at radio stations? Because, I mean, they had three songs 
that had accompanying videos, which are live performances, right? Hear about it later, Unchained, and uh, So This Is Love, which th those like that those video clips are, are great. And to me, those were blatantly singles in my mind, like the way they sound, the way they're presented. There was even music videos put out for them. Uh, like, why are those not considered singles? That's the one thing I never really understood. Yeah, it's they weren't the, the type of singles that we were getting from Van Halen before that, those sunshiny background vocals and the hooks that were you know, summertime rock and roll, good time rock and roll. It was dark. Yeah. So it was a little more difficult to, to put into rotation for radio stations. Um, I, I think that they released So This Is Love Unchained. Mean Street was a single as well. Was it uh, okay. in in Europe, but not in the U.S. Okay. And I think even Unchained was only Europe only. Wow. So, uh, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, but yeah, it, it's. I hear what you're saying. I mean, these are all. This is packed with classic songs, but they weren't really tailor made for radio. Not not singles. Not yeah, like not, a. Um, nowadays, Unchained. It. I mean, Unchained. I has proven to be that unchained is oh, still yeah. played on the radio to this day. So that I could say, I agree with you there. So on that one, I'm surprised didn't do well mm -hmm. on the rock radio charts, you know, as, as it, as it did. But, I mean, so I don't know this how is love with that, with that, like that's danceable. But do, 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 right. Do, 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 like super danceable to me. I don't know. It's like, at the time, like I, I just felt like you know coming off the disco era, but but it was not quite disco, but you know it. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of where we were at at that time too. Radio was was they getting into the is new wave starting to post punk new wave. Uh, some of the reggae rock, the Clash. So this is 1981. Um, disco was really on its downward spin by then right yeah i mean we could take a look at see what the billboard charts were at that time billboard charts uh, billboard hot 100 this for this is good context here we go billboard hot 100 for 1981 so let's see see unchained back when much music and mtv that that song was playing on there oh and much music was played all the time yeah, like Eddie had his uh, Ronald McDonald pants on or whatever the stripes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. The candy stripe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, these are the songs that were big at that time. Betty Davis Eyes. Mm. Mm -hmm. John Lennon just like starting over. Rick Springfield, oh. Jesse's Girl. Cool in the Gang Celebration. Kiss on My List, Hall Notes. REO, Keep on Loving You. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that right. brings you back, doesn't it? Well, and here's interesting: Blondie Rapture, and I, I think Dave was inspired by that song and mm -hmm. the new phase coming in because Dave, as we know, is a fan of not just rock, but he's yeah, a yeah. fan of everything, and he's 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 got his ear to the ground. He's out on the streets listening to what's what's happening yeah, on the streets was. and and in the clubs, and and that was the rap rock thing with blondie's rapture like first rap yeah or whatever if, if you listen to the fair warning album as we go through the tracks 
Dave is doing a lot of rapping over the tracks. Mm-hmm. Mean yeah. Street. So he's he's not necessarily singing as much as he is rapping with with fucking attitude. You know? Yeah. I mean it and I and I believe it's intentional. I think he was he was on to that yeah, style own, of vocals. With his own flair, yeah. But he so, also yeah. he just yeah. came back from a, a, a crazy trip. Haiti. He, yeah, he, was it Haiti? Yeah, and he saw but the yep. world not at its finest. No, no, that's where the dark lyrics came from. Yeah, absolutely. Which is what timing? Because at the same time, Eddie's just pissed off because he's creatively frustrated. He's he's sneaking into the studio in early morning hours with Don Landy, fucking the engineer, with the mix and stuff. Yeah, Landy deserves a lot of credit for those albums too, those early albums. But oh, yeah, yeah, he snuck in and did all that stuff because he he was creatively frustrated. First two albums. He was happy with those because those are songs that he had worked on with the band and and then the third women and children first he was having fun with that but he was he had some ideas things he wanted to do and there was a different version of unchained that he wanted to do that ted templeman pushed back on because he said it's not going to sound as good live oh Uh, yeah because he wanted to double he wanted to do some double tracking i think right yeah and what's interesting is he wrote that on the piano he wrote a few of these songs on the piano but yep. so he's pissed off and like even eddie is quoted as saying you're hearing me just angry you know loose but angry yeah. <laughs> and so that combination with dave just the timing of it was perfect because if dave's lyrics were too poppy to california summer it wouldn't have worked with the oh no like god no i mean there's a couple god. of moments in there where he deviates away but I mean, it's not, it's, it's, I feel like still restrained. Like it's still, it, it's still fitting where it needs to fit. Yeah. And he's hitting some of his best high notes on this, it, all over this album. He sounded great. On, hear about it later at the end, uh, throughout the album. And on that tour, he would hit that classic high note. That's, that's what's the, the critics say. He can't do that anymore. Yeah. They, they, shit all over dave's vocals for that but i'll tell you the the people that hate dave's voice the haters even the ones that say it sucked back in the day well it couldn't have sucked that bad because well, he's, he's those, on a those... number one single with jump so if it was that yeah. bad okay but then you watch and, those, and there like, isn't there isn't enough and he sounds yeah, great he sounds great, he sounds great but the, the there, there isn't anybody else that you could plug in on those albums and say it would have been better. They're classic albums. His, if his voice is that bad, why is his voice all over classic rock radio with running with the devil? Aren't you? I mean, I get it. Eddie is brilliant, the band tight, but even if you have the greatest songs, if a singer sucks, as the haters say, Dave's voice sucks, those songs wouldn't have gone anywhere. Nope. Because people listen to the singer first in general, right? In general public, they hear the singer, they hear the lyrics, they hear the charisma. If the singer oh, doesn't have it. Char- the it character in his voice, the attitude in his voice, the way he s- delivers the vocals, all of that stuff. All of that stuff. Anyway, I've made my argument. That's it. God yep. damn it. Talk I like this. And, and, and sorry. To those who either have to love Dave or have to love Sammy, I love both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always been a Dave fan when it comes to his voice. Yeah, 
just with all the high pitched squeals and stuff that he does. Uh, it's like, how the hell does he do that? And no one else. And I don't think anybody else ever did it or has even done it since. Like, no, I'm not like that. No. Is there any I, singer that you know that, that sings like that? No. And I would love to know when that started. Just like all the research that's done on when did Eddie start doing the finger tapping or when did Eddie strike the guitar the way, you know, all that stuff. When did he first discover that? Like, whoa, shit. Like, when did they, you know, like he, he tries to get up there and was like, oh, was it like in the studio with Templeman? Was it? I, I'm trying to remember. And some, I think in those early club days in those demos, you can hear him doing it in there. But I'm just curious. Like, when did he discover that? Because that's signature. That's, so cool. Yeah. yeah. And again, he's, it's all over this album. I think the only singer that comes close to Dave in terms of like the, the cat calls or not cat calls, I don't know, or whatever you call it, um, is probably Mark Torian from the Bullet Boys. Right. And that was a Ted Templeman produced band as well. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. there's probably some correlation there. Anyway, we kind of got off track, but was, uh, we were talking about the track, uh, the charts, right? Yeah. Just looking some more just really quickly. Journey, Who's Crying Now, Sticks Too Much Time in My Hands, Springsteen, Hungry Heart, Pat Benatar, Hit Me With Your Best Shot, Steely Dan, Hey 19, Billy Squire, Eddie Rabbit, Step by Step. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Billy Squire, The Stroke, uh, wow. ELO, Hold On Tight. Santana winning. That's a great tune. So I don't, I, you know what? You got a good argument, Sean. I don't know why these, why it could not have. It might have been record label. It might have been people maybe at that point, maybe we're just kind of like at the end of oh, Van Halen are big. They're doing well. It's like, oh, let's move on to the next flavor of the month. Like, you never know. Like, we, we all know that success in music doesn't always have anything to do with the talent that has to do with the politics and the, the yeah. landscape at the time. But don't forget pop is, is what kind of sells because when usually when they're producing, like the producers want to take over and they want to take your song and they want to make a pop song out of it because that's what sells. Right. Mm-hmm. Unchained is not a pop song no, <laughs> by any no. means. No, no. but, no, exactly. and, and just like any rush song, like rush makes great tunes but you'll never, there's not very many, I mean, Closer to the Heart is the only one that anybody would probably know, that or Tom Sawyer. But they're not, they're not. Those poppy. aren't really pop songs either, yeah. Yeah, they, they were, they had mainstream rock singles that did well from this album. So This Love, So This Is Love was 15 on the mainstream oh. rock chart. Yeah, Unchained was 13, Push Comes the Shove was 29, Main Street 12. So on rock radio it was doing wow. well. But crossover, yeah, it's yeah. which is why they they answered with Diver Down and did some songs that were already hits. Which and I I don't like Pretty Woman. It's it's the one Van Halen song, and I agreed. I, I never liked the song to begin with, and I'm a I'm a Roy Orbison fan. I mean, guy, friggin' legend. But I just I never liked that. Yet I never liked Dancing in the Street, but love the Van Halen version of it. Go back but, to our episode but, where we talked diver down. Right, right, right. But, but the point is, <laughs> like, what these, Todd was saying is click like, on yeah, link right here. Click on the link, link yeah. to our left, right, up, down. <laughs> but what Todd was saying is true, though. It's it's not a pop, you know. Yeah, it's not a pop. So, who? Hey, in, in over time, it was proven that uh, they, they didn't need they didn't need to hit singles to stand the test of time. And only, t- only time will tell if we stand the test of time. <laughs> 
Where did I hear that before? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, some singer or something. Oh, that they should go to that <laughs> other episode we did on 5150. That's right. <laughs> That's Which right. The link over here. <laughs> a lot of cross-promoting so, today. So I'm going to share the screen here. I'm still trying to rank the songs. <laughs> I didn't do it before. That's right. Keep ranking. On the fly. Hey, look, I had to do homework. Look, see this oh, page? There it is. There it is. <laughs> oh, it's like his homework. Yeah. If we can. Well, it's Van Halen homework. That's that's different. Wow. You know, now now I'm a fan yeah. of. Um, uh, you had uh, a pot of thunder. Uh, pot of thunder. I'm a fan of now. You had. Uh, who was it you had from the show on? Oh, Chris L. Chris L. Was on. Yeah. He was great. Oh, he's great. I love that show. That's a great show. Yeah, it's a good show. It's it's a good show. I'm uh I, because I've been doing it lately a lot. In Obscuria is so good as a podcast. If you want to find some what do they get? They have a catchphrase. The has-beens, the have-nots and the something. Basically the songs that should have been bigger but were not by various bands. In Obscura podcasts is Every Friday morning, I download Podcast Will Rock and an Obscuria, and then I just listen to both. But with an Obscuria, I listen to it all weekend long, and I keep stopping the episode because they'll play a song that I like that I've that I've never heard before. I will stop the episode. I will go onto my YouTube music, and I will just go down a rabbit hole and listen to what they tell me to listen to, and then I'll go back to the episode and keep playing, and then I will stop it again. And then I just deep that like it's a really good show. Yeah, in Obscuria. I'm gonna check that one out. One word in Obscuria. Yeah, the Pot of Thunder, the whole KISS catalog, that's what got so many people to listen. Oh yeah. And that and that's but it but they were able to keep it going once they got through that entire catalog. And the podcast will rock. I don't know. What are they a third of the way through now? Uh, How many songs so. have they done? Like uh let's say there's like 40 yeah i think they're something they're not quite 50 yet they're getting there they're almost yep. at 50 okay so i'm going to share this um this cover to van halen because we always talk about the cover as well that is, is a dark can... dark looking cover oh. like just just looking at it going there's a lot of stuff going on in here so dark yeah it's almost like a pink floyd you know type of thing where you you look at something and it's it's 12 different angles no well, we were talking about it before we started recording sean do you still have do you have that oh william uh, curlick he's a canadian artist oh here it is yeah he's maybe the one I'll, just, who... I'll, I'll play a bit of the clip here from so this is the trailer oh wait no go back one we should set it up right the, the artist who did that cover yeah his name is william curlick yeah. the, the name of the cover is it's called the maze and um the well whatever take take a listen here's here's the trailer for what a movie they're gonna do or documentary anyway here yeah yeah here it is take a listen guys the maze is a painting of the inside of my skull which i painted when i was in england as a patient in mostly another psychiatric hospitals. It is a story of my life. Well, in the sense that people tell stories by the fireplace to entertain their guests. 
trying to make them accept you. In this case, I wanted to be accepted as an interesting specimen. Story of an artist. His creations. One thing that increasingly struck me was his own pent-up, violent feelings. He has looked so completely lost. In fact, I've never seen anybody really quite so lost as he was. I had this feeling of unreality. hell <laughs> yeah yeah he's not the guy you want to party with i don't think he's uh, <laughs> it's not the life of the party so at yeah, the beginning he's... that full picture that's on the wall that that that's part of the van halen album where they kind of cut up the pieces and they yep. just kind of made the album cover yeah 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 made yeah. the pastiche that's pretty cool yeah he was schizophrenic and they admitted him to a hospital and he was only 26 and they basically said We'll give you a room, do your thing, go ahead and paint. And that's what he came up with, the maze, a portrayal of his tortured youth. Tried yeah. taking his life, sadly. He, he, lived, he, was, he passed in 77. He was born in the late 20s. But Alex is the one who, who chose it. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know really. That. Yeah, he's the one who liked it. He's also the one that talked Eddie into sticking it out because Eddie was done. He's like, I'm fucking out of here, man. <laughs> All the stories about he wanted to go to Kiss. He wanted yeah. John Kiss. That's, that's around that time. And Alex said, just stick through it. Stick through it. You know, let's just, we can do it. And that's, and thus we have fair warning. So, yeah. So we're doing what we start with nine, go all the way to one, right? That's right. So I've got, uh, I created a, um, a spreadsheet here we're going to put our votes in and then uh, hopefully i can do the math quick enough so the way just so people understand how we how i'm ranking these is for every number one vote so the, if this is if this particular song is your favorite song that gets it 50 points for every number one it gets number two position grants 25 points number three grants 15 points and four through the rest go 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, and eight. So that determines the overall ranking after all three of us put our votes in. All right. I this, by the way, recorded at Sunset Sound, the legendary Sunset Sound <laughs> Studios <laughs> in Los Angeles. His, Todd's got an ass in his face right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. Todd's got... Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! He's got a, it's a just, black cat. He was, he was looking at me with his one eye. <laughs> <I> thought, <laughs> at first, I thought it was like a rat or a big, you know, it's a rodent. He's got rodent problems. That is, yeah. and he's an exterminator. No, if he, if this guy found a rodent, he'd just play with him. I think. All right. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to be on podcasts. He's like, <laughs> he's a mascot um, or one I, of them. 
Yeah, yeah. one of the mascots. All Sunset right. Sound Studios, man. Sunset Strip. And I uh, want to give a, a shout out to Drew Dempsey. Really cool guy. He's one of those, all those videos. He, he hosts the roundtable interviews. Drew. Okay. Hooked me up with a Sunset Sound shirt and a hat. And he's like, anytime you want to come by, man, we'll show you around. I'm like, I may have to take you up on that offer. Hell yeah. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, man. Really cool, cool guy. In fact, I th- I'm, I believe he may be on and the podcast will rock. Maybe. I don't want to. Well, you know what? There's such good goodwill with that show. Like they're just, I don't know. They're just, they're, they're good dudes over there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fellow Canadian, right? That's right. Yeah. Corey's yeah. from uh, Saskatchewan. That episode just went off the rails. Not completely off the rails. That that was for, uh, by the way, that was, if anybody's curious, was this the last episode, at least from when we we're recording, that was the song. Um, Man on a Mission. Man on a Mission. Yeah. Yeah, which is I'm never gonna let my kid listen to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you never know until you actually read the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so we all I think we all like the cover, or at least we're intrigued by the cover. I like the cover. I've heard people say they they hate it. I think it's the worst album cover of the of all of them. I, I just it it fits. It, it fits. It's perfect for the theme of the of the music on this album. I don't know what else you could do. I mean, I suppose there is a photo. What was there? An, uh, it's the photo, I think, on the inside of the album, I believe. Um, yeah, it's 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 an all black and it's got the four members kind of in yeah. a meet the Beatles type of thing. Like, oh, you it went too. very yeah. similar. I guess they could have done yeah. gone with that. But I, I love I think the album is the cover is perfect. But yep. again, not everybody agrees. I agree with you. Todd, what do you think? Yeah, it was. A, it, it looked a little, you know, and, until you actually looked at it carefully. I never really paid attention to how dark it was. I just kind of saw the surface of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just says, okay, it's it's a picture. Uh, but then when you look at it, it, it's it's got some some weird, you know, <laughs> some weird pictures. But I it love, is, uh, it, it's the, good though. The one on the right, it, it's just it's this guy who's landing a punch mm-hmm. on another dude who's on the ground yeah and it's just angry his hand yeah and, and then to the left is the guy yeah he's, he's walking like he's leaning it's not even like he like ran into the way he's purposely leaning his head into a brick wall almost like you know if i concentrate hard enough i might be able to push my head through this brick wall or something like just a total I think I, you know, I, I looked, I, I, I would, I would look at this album like all the time, just look at it and look at it and look at it <laughs> and just study it. Cause I was, you know, I was drawing comic books at the time. Right. Okay. So I think he's pounding his head against the wall. I think he's like leaning in and just bang. You think, bang, okay. Bang. See, I, I, that's, what's interesting about art. Everybody can perceive it differently. It, it always looked to me like this guy who's like, all right, let me just put my head like a crazy person. Like if I just put my head and push hard enough, Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown, who would Charlie Brown would dip his head down and right, but that if you look at the whole picture, Kerlick's entire picture, which you can find at VHND, man, there's some stuff in there. Yeah, it is disturbing as hell, <laughs> disturbing. And it, originally, Alex wanted to use just that one part with the guy's head up against the brick wall. That's what he wanted to be, just that. Yeah. As the album cover, so are we are we ready to start this thing? 
Let's go. So the first track is Mean Street. And uh, it starts out with a flurry. And we're just going to play, uh, we're going to play a little bit of it here. We're not going to play all the entire song, but uh, make sure I've got my screen sharing mode on so you guys can hear it properly. Share. Listen to that scream. Oh, my God. Goosebumps. <laughs> oh, Goosebumps. Look at the look at my insanely hairy arms. Look at the hairs. Uh, now, that's now just I want goosebumps. to change my votes now again. God damn it. Oh, what a fucking opening, man. What an opening. That again, you're hearing it. Dave's he's like he's rapping over it. Yep. Yeah. Let's ask the guitar player here what he thinks of that whole yeah. doll. Oh, that's that's yeah. I mean, listening to the first time, and I'm like, what is he doing? And this was you know, he was doing his, his two hand tapping and then he's just going at it on the, on, on the, oh, wow. It's just amazing. Just, just the sound that he gets out of that. Um, he, well, the, and this is why Todd, when you, we, we do the Sammy albums, you like it, but you're like, eh, you know, I like the Dave Vera more because, and this is why this is the stuff that Eddie would do back in the day that if you love the guitar, this is it. Oh yeah. The intro is awesome. And then so, when Dave comes in, it's, you know, he's, he's got, like you said, it's like a rapping type singing the and attitude. then Michael and Michael Anthony's in the back and he just putting the groove down with Alex. And it's just, yeah. Like you said, goosebumps. <laughs> the, the drum sound who, who, sorry, who produced this album? This was Ted Templeman, right? Yeah. Templeman and Christ, like Don Landy and the toms on there. Yeah. You can hear the, 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 the reverb on those toms it just sounds so good you can yeah. out every single drum he's hitting well and that that credit to sunset sound too the equipment that they had there the setup wow. everything you know that that phenomenal yeah it's like you're there but Todd, they eddie talked about he tapped on the 12th fret of the low e and on the 12th fret of the high e and yeah, muffled man. both with his left hand down by the nut that's like inside baseball shit. what's he doing there well he's doing the octave Every, every 12th, if you go up uh, 12 frets from whatever key you're in, it'll produce the harmonic. So if you're, if it's an open, uh, say it's an open E, you hit the 12th fret, there's your harmonic. If you bar it up, say two or three frets up, you go two or three frets up from the, from the 12th fret to make another, you know, to the exact 12th fret, you'll get another harmonic. So he, uh, yeah, he just taps them both while while he starts up that uh the beginning so he said he was in inspired by the slap funk bass of that time is that the same thing a bass player would do when they're doing the slap funk or I think, similar 
I think with the thumb and the and the finger, yeah, the, the, yeah. the slapping portion with the right hand would be correct uh, for that. Yeah. But again, it becomes a sound all unto itself. It's it's Eddie. It's his own sound. He's inspired by something else. I mean, is there anybody that would listen to that and say, "Oh, I I can hear the the slap funk bass"? Yeah, no. It's but, just an it's something he takes and makes it his own. Yeah. If you actually listen to someone playing slap bass, the, the funky style. Basically, what he's done is he's he's transposed it into the guitar portion. Yeah, it's like when he plays keyboards. You see, he writes a lot of his songs on keyboards and then transposes a little bit, you know, on his guitar. So it's, it, he's just kind of taking one style and just making it his own. How about the one he when he does the solo at the US Festival solo, and he does an extended Mean Street intro on there, and he just owns it. He's just it's like he's done it so many times by that point that he just is playing. It's it's like how the fuck is he doing this? Yeah, well he you know yeah. he, he he's done it here, and then as time goes on, uh, some people like to say, well you know what, let's change it up a bit or let's add some more spice to it. Yeah, I mean, even live without a net, when when he's doing, can't remember what song it is. When you leave, listen to the actual album version versus the live version, he extends it and it, it makes, well, it, makes yeah. it a whole different animal altogether. You, you might be talking, is it the fifty one fifty solo? Maybe you're talking about. I know he does that on on there there in summer nights. The solo, I think he, like you say, he just extends it, has some fun with it, does some different stuff. Oh yeah. All right. Sorry, Sean. Yeah, no, no, no. Forgot you were that's, there. I kinda, that's what I want to talk about. I, I like... Um, <laughs> I forgot you were there, Todd. Let's just do the show together. <laughs> the, I, I like what you said about the rap there. There's the, yeah. the part where he's going, fear the same old faces and oh, fear the yeah. same old talk. Like, he's just like, yeah, I don't know, just so much attitude. And even though he's just rapping, he's kind of not really singing. It's still sing-songy Dave. Um, oh, yeah, it's it's not... It's it's not a criticism mm. that he's rapping. It's it's oh, it sounds great. It's an approach. Yeah, there's nothing unintentional by Dave. I, like, I feel like he's that's... walking. Like, yeah, like just like with yeah. attitude, you know. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I mean, he he, he, he like, continually so... changes his approach over the years. You you sure. listen to his later stuff, and he, I've always, I've often wondered, like if you listen to a different kind of truth, he he does. Some people criticize when he tries to fit too many words into a mm. into yeah. a verse. I don't know if he's that might be something that's intentional on his part. That's something oh, I he's think doing. Yeah. And I whether think. it works or not, it's it just Dave being creative. Dave can't do the same thing over and over again. So well, Eminem here. does the cramming a thousand lyrics in a, you know, right. in, in a stanza thing all the time. So this yeah. is just him trying something new. Like he's always, you know, whether you like his voice or not, or whether people think he's lost it or not vocally he's always trying shit like even his new stuff he's been releasing with john five is it, it's all very interesting stuff do you remember Very. travolta going down when he does his strut yes dun, 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 dun. you can hear this in the background while he's strutting someone's right. gonna do a mashup of that uh the, yeah have a mashup of that while travolta's strutting staying down alive, the street staying alive when he's strutting down the street <laughs> dun, yeah dun, well dun, by dun, the way dun, 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 dun. yeah and say, say switch this in there you go yeah. there's a mashup idea yeah, there's a meme. But that that was the era that they were in, just coming off of the disco era. Right. Disco era is just starting to come down, but that's where they were at. In fact, one of the songs in there kind of sounds disco-ish, which we'll get to. But um, I was going to add it. I was going to say something else real quickly uh, about Dave. Um, well, 
Uh, oh, I was gonna say maybe we could play a little bit of uh, Rhapsody for Blondie and just hear if there's a, if we you know hear the similarity, in in oh, that's okay. maybe that's what Dave's picking up on, you know. All right, I'm gonna pull it up here. You guys keep talking while I grab it. Yeah, have you guys? So speaking of people like to, you know, shit on Dave's vocals, whether 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 he's, if you want to say he sucks now and he's can't sing the way he used to, that's fine. But you can't take away what he did on those albums. They're bulletproof at this point. Did you guys see the, the clips of John Bon Jovi in concert recently? Oh yeah, not good. Not good something's up yeah something's up with his voice he can't he can't it's off key weak and it sounds like he might be getting some help how old is he now he's uh i think he's 60 or at what age i mean all these singers that come back out of the woodwork now that they're coming back into concerts and stuff and you can tell some of them that their voices they're just not as strong as they used to be is there do you know if there's a particular age when when things start to degrade to the point to where it's like you know what they don't sound the same anymore somebody mentioned that in a video a singer that's a good question and i'm trying to remember uh well i guess it i'm sure it's going to be as you get into your 40s that you'll start to uh, you'll start to feel the effects of it from there it just depends on how they take care of the, their voice. Samuel will say he didn't do anything, but he's an oddity. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yep. he's an oddity, but Devin some Towns, like Devin Townsend hasn't lost a step. And I don't know if you know who that is. Yeah. But he's been doing it for forever and he's doing screams and growls and then clear perfectly. Uh, right. Uh, you know, operatic singing. And then, but yeah. that's like, they're freaks, right? They're, they're not normal yeah it's there are singers that can that can go the distance and they don't lose much i mean sammy's right now his range is he's singing in a little he's he's dropping things down a little bit um but he's he's a rarity um some have said that dave just blew his voice out the way he sang back in the day wasn't singing correctly no um definitely wasn't singing correctly they, they yeah they used to say that about kurt cobain like what would he have sounded like now like crap. he was blowing his voice out look i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest here like when i was when we were doing the dome thing i changed my voice to you know to, to fit accordingly to the style of music we're doing and i definitely wasn't singing properly and it's only like todd when did dome finish like when was that like how many years ago was that what, three three what three four years ago yeah i'm only starting to get my voice back now like i lost the capability of singing the certain things i used to be able to sing before in order to enable that style which wasn't healthy and now i'm only starting you know years and years of just doing proper stuff like i'm only getting my voice back now for like running a cheese grater on your vocal colors for for an extended period of time after a while it's like okay yeah, <laughs> yeah there are ways of getting it back they say you know, well yeah things you can do therapy you know it's like strength training and and you know making sure that your that your throat's always lubricated uh, cutting back on coffee, coffee because coffee is uh, yeah dehydrates right because it's it's pulling. You know when you have a coffee and then you go take a whiz like right away, well that's because it's draining you of your liquids, right? Right, it's just, like beer. <laughs> yeah, like beer. Same thing. Beer, beer's really bad too. Yeah, you can but, drink you know, three, four beers, you're good. As soon as you go to the bathroom the first time, 
you oh, I know. Every 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like Joe, Joe Elliott's got a, like he reduces how much he talks and he drinks uh certain teas and, and honeys and stuff like that. And, and, you know, cause he, his voice was going too, but you know, just yeah. got to do all the right stuff. Yeah. His voice thinned out a bit, but he could still, he could still bring it. I love Def Leppard. Yeah. Okay. You said you wanted to hear uh rapture. That's the same year that, that's the same year that Fair Warning came out. So, There's, maybe Todd, do you think similarities? Yeah, but I think at, in that era, I think that was before. Like, when did when did rap kind of hit the the mainstream? Was it the nineties? Oh, late eighties. Or sorry, eighties. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, late eighties. Like a Public Enemy, and yeah, and this came out when Fair Warning eighty one spring 81. of eighty one and. And yeah, Rapture that, was around that time too. Rapture was around that time. Heart of Glass, I don't think she's that's she's singing on that. No, no, that's the only this this is the only song that yeah. um, where there's a rap going on. But I don't know, yeah, there's that, like cool. there's that don't I'm walking, that staying alive. Yeah. <laughs> with John Travolta. Like there's that I don't know. Is that the same BPM? It felt like Could all be. three of them. Staying alive. Rapture and Mean Street. Wow. Be interesting to see if they were all the same uh, same beat. It sure feels like the same it's like the head for sure. It's like the head the head bopping yeah. thing. It's like um that um the GM commercial. Dun, da, dun, 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 yeah. Dun. You know, it makes you wanna bop your head while you're watching it. There is a website you can search. For the yes. beats per minute, yeah, <laughs> there is. <laughs> There's a site for everything. <laughs> Here we go. Beats per minute for Mean Street, 102. Rapture, we're gonna look up. <laughs> 107 for Rapture. Oh, oh. Pretty close. And what was the other one we were looking for? Um, uh, staying alive. Staying alive. Let's see. Staying alive is 104. It's close. So it's all around the 100. Yeah. 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 Interesting. But, but the cadence of it, there's a the head boppy uh yeah. yeah. So I uh, we gotta we gotta vote. Like we're give us your thoughts on social media. Let us know what you think. <laughs> and we'll be back after this. Are we full of shit? 
Um, so I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll oh, yeah. you, you, you work for the Van Allen news desk. Aren't you supposed to know? <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> fucking semi. Jesus Christ. Um, I, I ranked. So in the old days, like pre, pre this week, uh, this, this was my one, two punch for favorite songs on this album. This was one of them. And, uh, I won't tell you what the other one is later till we get to it, but, okay. but yesterday listening to it, I, I, I pushed it down because there's some other songs that just like, Oh my God, I forgot how good this song was. And then as I went back and listened to it like four or five more times, I'm like, I pushed other songs towards the forefront, which just pushed this one down. Not because it sucks. It definitely doesn't suck. Not a weak song, but I ranked this one at number five. Wow. Mean street. Yeah. Wow. All right, you got some explaining to do. <laughs> but again, it's not because it sucks. It's no, the complete opposite. There's just a, a few. There's some songs today, like yesterday, that were just I liked a little bit more. It didn't mean they were better. I just liked them a little bit more yesterday. Like if I if I do this again next week, my my whole order I think would flip again. But it was the mood I was in yesterday. I'm not buying it, Todd. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. You're, See, you're what? his brother. You talk to him. Uh, see, well, I had the problem with one number one, number two, and number three on, on my sheet. I'm guessing I'm I, sure I, I scribbled, changed it, scribbled, changed it, scribbled, changed it. They're all kind of interchangeable. Uh, one, two, and three. So I was like, well, which one is the one I like the most? This was number one. For oh, oh, it was. was. Okay. This was, right. this was number one. Yeah. That, that, that two hand tapping thing at the beginning, just the way it kind of all starts and then it goes into it's, uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I have it at number two. Ooh. Yeah, number two. There's the, the song that's above it. I just cannot. I just can't uh, I, take that off the top I think spot. I know what everyone's number one is going to be, but I'm not going to spoil it. Well, well, Todd's. this is Todd's number one, but can you play, uh, before we go to the next song, can we just hear the solo on Mean Street? Oh, God, yeah, sure. Yeah, I've only heard it a million times in my life, and I need to hear it <laughs> one more time. It's always here now, my friend. It ain't once upon a time. It's all Take what's mine. We're searching for the latest thing. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and and very like tight, concise. He's not going off. He's he No, he's still within the parameters of the song. Right, right oh, back yeah. into the next verse. Yeah. Fucking yeah, head, man. God damn it. If now I <laughs> the thing is now I'm in a different mood today. So <laughs> my voting would have changed today. Oh yeah. But I mean again, like there isn't a weak song on this freaking album. Oh yeah. That song will make you want to beat the shit out of somebody. <laughs> I'm in a mood today, man. I'm dropping right, well, the f bombs and the s. And we, this is not PG rated. Now the next this episode the, is for adult audiences. That's only. right. That's why I kicked Abby out of here. <laughs> yeah, poor I know. Sorry. I was listening. I came up on my uh, algorithm on YouTube an interview with a, a guy named Chris who worked in Hollywood for many years, and he believes that oj did have a second guy there who really was named charlie 
You know how Char- you know how OJ in that book, if I did it, said there was somebody there with him named Charlie. Oh, do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, vaguely, yeah. So, so there's this guy Charlie Erlach who is um, basically it was a big drug hit that that uh, OJ Nicole and Faye Resnick they were basically well Faye and and Nicole were spending a shitload of money on drugs and they and, and they owed a lot of money and so. This guy, Charlie Erlach, who was working for somebody who was, uh, you know, up top, said, get that money now. Go to OJ because he's the one who's got the money and he's the one who's got a lot to lose because he's famous. Blah, 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 blah. So, you know, and that guy goes over there and OJ's like, fuck this. We're going over there right now. We're going to get the money from him. And that's how they end up getting murdered. You know, OJ and this guy, Charlie, were there, right? Anyway, the point is that <laughs> so it's like a serious, you know, really r-rated type of discussion and the, the host of the show he's got his little baby girl <laughs> inside he's like so now you're telling me yeah i'd like that italian voice like you're telling me so basically charlie went over there with oj chopped nicole's head out oh, sweetheart hold on hold on sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on sweetheart we're doing a show here <laughs> so anyway so nicole and faye were snorting coke Right, and then they, honey, honey, take your toy. <laughs> All right, okay, so yes, they did. They they covered the mob boss. Man. So yeah. podcast will rock covered two tracks off a of fair warning. So they did dirty movies in Mean Street. Okay. Um. So yeah. So they did. Yeah. So um, and I remember because they did a lot of kind of talking about the 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 concept of the song and, and kind of what was going on in the song that's what I had recalled um well let's just play it for a second first play the clip let's play the clip play the clip let's go to the tape again that clean drum sound Baseline. You're an in both speakers. Yeah. Goosebumps on that one too. <laughs> do you notice uh, Mike's now trying to do his own harmonics at the very beginning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. While Eddie's, you know, ripping in the background, 
So that, that sounds pretty good. And yeah, when you say both ears, yeah, he's doing one, it is doing one thing in one ear and he's doing another thing in the other ear. And I, and because, I mean, I, I'm not sure how they would have done it live. Um, but you know, it, it just blends in so nicely. Well, that's what Ted Templeman was telling Eddie because Eddie wanted to do all this stuff. They have you overdub, overdubbing and Ted was like, I don't know. You know, you got to play this stuff live, but he pushed for it and he got it. If you got to listen to these songs with your headphones on, man, it's so cool, right? So cool to hear him. Uh, th this is one of the best Eddie stories too, where I think this is the one where, Oh, let me think now. Is this the one where he, he's, he wanted to go even higher than he goes on the recording? Um, and so, and he can't. And so he has Ted Templeman saw off the. Oh, yeah, that's right. Was this the song? Yeah, Eddie was trying to go higher on the, on the fretboard, but the guitar he was playing wouldn't go that high. So they. Right. They saw he they saw the the neck or something right right this is i believe the one and that's just so eddie right there he saw the neck yeah he let's get the specifics on this one here because he's doing because... slide at the beginning and this is i don't know how many songs he actually does slide with Not a lot or do you mean he took a chunk uh, of uh out, of the, out of the body and he lost the tone well, that, I'm going to find it here. I'm pretty um, sure it was on the Van Hillen. Yeah, yeah, this is this you is the one. There that yeah, uh, I, I try, <laughs> but nobody will talk to me. They don't they don't answer my emails. They uh, they'd say here. Yeah. So this is Jeff Hausman uh, did a great job with this entire album on VHND. That he put up years ago, but this is yeah, this is the second instance of Eddie recording a slide after Could This Be Magic? It was recorded on a Gibson SG with a Les Paul Jr. neck, and he couldn't reach high enough up on the fretboard, so he had Ted Templeman hold the guitar's lower horn while he sawed it off with a hacksaw right there in the <laughs> studio. <laughs> now, Todd, what is a lower horn? I, I don't know. Well, the, well, the, the, the bottom, usually like when your hand goes up the fretboard and you can't go any further, and then there's kind of like that little hook. Okay, that's what his guitar so, horn. So okay. basically, they just cut that right off, uh, just so he could get to the higher register. I mean, kind of like what Ibanez did. They, they did a deeper cut so you can actually get up to the twenty-fourth fret type thing. But Gibson only goes, you know, twenty uh, twenty-two frets. So, but uh, in order to get up there without <laughs> actually having to move your arm out, uh, if he wants to get up there a little more comfortably, that's where they kind of cut it out. The mad scientist at work, you know, that was you could tell back then he must have been just thinking about how much he wanted to create his own guitar back in the day and then he eventually did and he came up with just the right feel and sound and all that but yeah he saw ted come here I saw this fucking thing <laughs> <off>. <laughs> yeah. come yeah. on ed give me a break <laughs> <laughs> you want a break we'll get to that later yep a little teaser oh, yeah. but, but yeah i can imagine uh ted like all right there we go got a saw around anybody got a saw <laughs> Yeah, this is a great tune. So um, is that when he had the reciprocating saw? And then if Eddie had his guitar on while he was doing it, he'd be going, Hey, that sounds cool. Let's yeah, right. Then, then he grabs the uh then he grabs the drill. I'm sure he tried to I'm sure he was like, Maybe if I put the saw on the strings, what's it gonna sound like? Oh yeah. Yeah. Through the pickups, yeah. So what do we got for for, for rankings? Oh, Sean, God. You You're got? gonna hate me here. No, uh, I, I don't think so. You'll be surprised, I think, by where I have this one. 
I gave this one a seven. Now I'll I'll okay. say originally Mean Street and Dirty Movies and and the next song were my top three originally, in that order. Okay, but that was you know more than a week ago. So yeah, so so it's number seven for me. Now I love this. I like I like the storytelling in this song. They're they're telling a story. It's dirt, and this is at the point of the album where I'm realizing that this is probably a concept album, and this would actually right. You could literally take this entire album and splice it through a movie about some down, dirty CD, you know, story. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's really, really Dave well. said that when he was on David Letterman in 1985. He's like, uh, I think he alluded to it there, but you could put you could put Van Halen's music up, you know, on uh, up against any movie, and it'll make perfect sense or something like that. But <laughs> yeah, this is what the prom queen turned porn queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh i have it at number where did i put it six all right so not too far from where your, yours is at it's just because of the top three you can't there there's three of them that have to be ranked one two three so that leaves you with four through nine it's like where do you yeah that's the hardest part where do you place those four through nine but i, I put it at six all right todd mine's at four all right so like i said the, the the three that i had were interchangeable and then it was like well what's the next one i mean that could have been in one of the the, the three but I, I i put it forth but it's a very nice low bass thumpy type of tune that that's really you know it's got a nice groove to it and by the way this is another example of why eddie's one of the greatest if not the greatest rhythm guitarist in rock history oh God, yeah just oh, listen yeah. to what he's doing throughout the verses yep yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, his really solos good. are great, but yeah, his rhythm, yeah. he's kind of underrated when it comes to his rhythm playing. Are you saying you yep. got to hear the solo again on this one or what? Oh, you don't have to convince me. Here we go. <laughs> Preaching to the choir here. That is. We got to get Dave's high note too. Up it at some point take yeah, a pick listen to either the left channel or right channel because either side eddie's kicking ass oh, <laughs> dave man. that that love that scream yeah for someone who doesn't play slide all the time he does a bang up job on this song yeah 
Yeah. I'm just going to try it. And all of a sudden he's the master of it. Just. Yep. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's go to track three. There it is. That's a little heavy. Touch. the definition of eddie's quote that my guitar sounds like falling down the stairs and landing on your feet yes there yep. it is oh god yeah do, 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 do. you know he's just tumbling do, down the stairs and then the drums and, and then he's do. like i'm hey. falling down the stairs yeah yeah and then oh here i am on my feet <laughs> let's go <laughs> god love it yeah um yeah like i said this used to be my one of my oh, top three for sure. The lyrics, man. Dangerous oh. in the rearview mirror. Well, yeah. Go. There's this uh, website you may have heard of called Van Halen News Desk. I'm just gonna go there. Really? Apparently, you could just click on the song. There's a guy. The, the, the story for that. Oh uh, well, there's a guy who writes to that website. It's just an asshole. His name's That's Eric something. Heard. But uh, it, we have the original asshole. lyric sheets uh, that Dave wrote. Hey, I know everything uh, on about Van Halen. My name's Eric. Fuck yeah. Big E. <laughs> Okay, Biggie. Now we Big don't know e. Eric Sanders. We know this Biggie guy. Uh, <laughs> I like I like pretending to be my own troll. Fuck you. So here, here, here's a good, just because you brought it up. Um, and this used to be called Get Out and Push. This is the original name, right? Uh, so danger in the rear view mirror, trouble in the wind, badness bringing up the rear. The menace is loose again. She looks so fucking good, so sexy and so frail. Something got the bite on me. I'm going straight to hell. Uh, and then, yes. and then you get the chorus with just the uh, Eddie and um and Mike. But now we're wasting time. Oh, now we're wasting time. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. It's good. Sinner swing with an exclamation mark too. Yeah. All right. Oh, and you will see my silhouette darkening your door. Take oh. as much as you can chew, then bite off a little more. Cause no one hears above suspicion. No one's got it wired. And I may burn my fingers, but I want my iron in that fire. Beautiful. God damn it. Wonderfully well, dark. <laughs> I was like, I've never heard the words before. Poetically dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So for th this week. The center swing was my number six. Okay. But that used to be my number three. Oh, it dropped from three to five. Okay. Three to six. Um, yeah. yeah, I've got it at five. Although I feel like I should move it up, but I've already made the list, but five. Yeah. But it'll change again tomorrow. This is one of those albums where it all yep. depends on your mood when yep. you're listening at the time, right? What yeah, about exactly. you got? Mine was seven, actually. Okay. Yeah. A little further down the list but like you said it, it kind of depends on you know you could listen to it and then go yeah i'm gonna move it up the list <laughs> but then you listen to something else like i'm gonna move that up the list so you're, you're continually moving stuff around but but i yeah. settled on seven yeah the overall i can see yeah why the song would be further down i, I will say this though and again we should just do this with every track <laughs> just play the solo on this oh yeah track. <laughs> God. Oh yeah, it's good on this one. Okay, he does uh, Eddie does a little horse whinny and then goes right into it. And, and the bass line, Mike's bass line. 
I love it. Actually, show, pause that, Sean, real quickly, just before we play it. I love these days listening to Alex during Eddie's solos mm-hmm. because ever since I, I, I heard Alex talking about, read Alex talking about how the things he would like to do when Eddie would do his solo and try to let it breathe some more. And we talked about that during the 5150 uh, review, what he does on the song Jump and just the stuff that he's doing while his brother's doing the solo. Listen closely to what he's doing. All right. You ready, Todd? Sure. Yeah, so there it's it's straightforward. Alex is straightforward on that one. Not doing anything fancy, just straight ahead. Right. So it's so. But Mike's underneath there with that great groove. The remasters, you could really hear Mike's bass more. I like that. Twenty fifteen remasters. But yeah, that's what I I love listening to Alex now. Just see what he's gonna do in the solo. You know, he tries to. But there now, there he's just keeping it simple and straight. Okay, Eddie's going off, so he's not gonna do anything. I I think he said the more Eddie would do, the less he would get in the way. Yeah. Like a jazz type of deal. Yeah, yeah. This, but yeah, Ed and Al together. We're here, and here's the last song of side A. Yep. You guys ready? that dave scream to kick off the song and um this was written on a keyboard i can i can see i can see that yeah the beginning of this song you could turn that into a full ballad yeah during sammy era you you could see that becoming a ballad it's beautiful and then it goes into to what it becomes which is aggressive raw it's 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 the attitude is there it's it's interesting those two it works it works you know and just the way they lead into it you know and you hear dave with the high note yeah this uh, one's this one's way up well you go first sean what you got i want i want todd to go first because i i know he's got uh, something to say here all right oh why can you see it in my face (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, no, just I, I have recollections of when you finally picked up the tape of this. Uh, I love playing this song. Oh, I love exactly. playing the beginning. It just just to have, even if you like, if you got a good stereo amplifier and you, and you put the headphones on and then you just kind of pick that whole beginning, it just it just sounds so good. 
Beautiful. I love it. It's, it's got a nice melodic intro to it. And um, yeah, I just, yeah, I just love playing this tune as well as listening to it. So what's love your the opening, uh, yeah. So it's, it's number, it's actually number three on my list. Yeah. Yeah. One of my faves. Okay. Eric. Same. Number three. Awesome. Number three. It's, it's got everything you're looking for in a van, classic Van Halen song. Yeah. Uh, my, I, this song used to rank pretty high for me. It's, it's only number four now. But it, I just remember Todd learning when Todd learned how to play this, get to figure out the effects of that kind of the wavy, the wow, wow, wow. Yeah, the, fa- the phaser in the background. Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah. Like it's like a light phaser. Well, he he kind of mixes his, his phasers and his flangers and stuff, but it's very subtle because uh, there's there's a script phaser and then there's a block phaser. The block phaser is what you can kind of get now. The script phaser is is more of a backgroundish. Like if you get one of those uh, MXR Van Halen you know uh phaser pedals there's a there's a script button and actually when you hit that it it changes the the way that it uh, it comes through it's not as bold it's more backgroundish which is really nice yeah the flange i was picking up on but the the so it's a combination of the two well no it, 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 i think it's one or the other it, one they're, or the they're, other. they're kind of similar not really but but yeah it's a, he's got a wave pedal in there and it sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we got to find the solo here. Let's go. Yes, we do. And, and Dave's high note at the end. That part right there, and and before the solo, you can try me at home. That's a great melody. Yes. Oh yeah. I love that. And the deals awry. Yeah. So then at the end, you have Dave's high note. Wow. Ah, what an ending! (laughs) What an ending! That's where, to be fair to the dave critics when they say you know his voice is not what it was he can't do that anymore no none of that stuff no. and, and that that's what elevates these songs especially this one yeah. awesome when you hear him playing live you're you're just waiting for it waiting for it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah, diamond at, dave at this point of the of the cassette i just remember take the tape out <laughs> flip it around put it in 
the crunch. Here we, yeah, yeah, the crunch when you stick it back in and hit the play <laughs> and button. And then you're like, I wonder what's going to be next. Fans of the Sean Geek Podcast, this is the Core Geek talking at you. Did you know that the Sean Geek Podcast has merch available? That's right. Head on over to SeanMcGinnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. You'll be taken to the Sean Geek Podcast store on TeePublic, where you can find the Sean Geek Podcast logo on t-shirts, totes, masks, and more. And best of all, a portion of the sales goes to help support the podcast and allow Sean and Todd to keep bringing great content your way. Once again, go to SeanMcGinnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. And while you're there, don't forget to download the latest episode. 